Tonight's episode of the Bill Simmons podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network brought to you by State Farm. Just like football, life can be unpredictable. That's why State Farm agents are there to help. Unlike my fantasy team today, with over 19,000 agents, a local State Farm agent could be just around the block, whether you're talking person by phone or through the app. State Farm is there. Go with the one with coverage and agents you can count on. State Farm, talk to an agent today. Meanwhile, Drinkworks Home Bar by Keurig is like a premium espresso machine, but it makes cocktails instead. Jim, do you say espresso or espresso? Espresso. I always say espresso. That's like my my pronunciation dyslexia. Drinkworks Home Bar Pods made with premium spirits, real ingredients, and natural flavors. Over two dozen different drinks to choose from. Literally something for everyone. The only way to get it, this amazing drink maker, half price plus free shipping, Go to drinkworks.com, use my code BS at checkout to save 200 and get free shipping. Drinkworks Home Bar, currently available in CA, that's California, New York, Florida, Missouri, Pennsylvania, Illinois. More states available for pre-sale today at drinkworks.com. Remember, please enjoy responsibly. We're also brought to you by theringer.com and the Ringer Podcast Network, where the rewatchables is coming. It's coming. It's coming with the biggest one we've done all year, Godfather Part 2. That's going to be dropped Monday at midnight. And then a little bit later this week, the Book of Basketball 2.0 podcast, The Game of the Decade. We are doing that one. The most important game of this decade. I'll let you guess what it was. But that's coming Wednesday night. And then one more thing that's coming. We are doing Elf on AMC. Me and Chris Ryan. We are the hosts Monday night. 8 p.m. on AMC. Check that out. I know you love Elf. I know you love me and Chris Ryan. I mean, if you didn't, why would you be listening right now? Check that out. And uh, coming up, we have the cuz. But first, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, taping this late Sunday night. Nephew Kyle, not here today. He's in Puerto Rico. He went to the, what was it called, Jim? The WFFC? Yeah, the FanDuel World Championship. Yeah. Like what a day. We stole Jim Cunningham. We stole him from about seven other podcasts. Hey, Google, call Cousin Sal. Calling Cousin Sal, mobile. Hello? Is this Google? <laughs> This is your dream podcast. It's me and Jim Cunningham, your two favorite people. You and Jim Cunningham, I love you both. Both of our teams won. It was, I think you warned us um, last Sunday, this is like the wackiest of all weeks, wouldn't you say, week 15? We were worried about week 15, and that was borne out. Um, I want to start here, I, and I think this allows us to get into week 15. You mailed me some stats last week, mm -hmm. and now we saw again today. Road teams were nine and six against the spread. Road teams won all nine of those games outright. For the season, road teams against the spread, 125, 93, and five. They are 32 games over 500. Wow. Home, home favorites uh, through 15 weeks are 57, 81, and five. 24 games. That's amazing right there. And we have had over and over again these double-digit losses. We just had it today again with San Francisco. Cousin Sal, I ask you, 
Is home field advantage dead? Oh, it might be. It might be. I think you said you said it in basketball. You were saying it was dead. It's funny. Yesterday on a text uh, exchange, but yeah, if you're looking through your pools and you have to pick 16 games a week, if there are no buys and you're going six and ten every week, it's because you're taking home favorites. I know. I know it's hard. I know when the better team is laying six at home, it's hard to not circle the left side. But uh, stay away. It's very bizarre. Uh, an extremely bizarre week. The Raiders ending. That Falcons ending. Uh, the Vikings first half cost people money. The the way that ended, obviously the Redskins Eagles that might have been the worst ending if you had um if you had the Redskins plus points, uh, or if you were going against Cooper Cup in your right. fantasy semifinals. Yeah, we, yeah, hold that thought. We're gonna talk about that later. Okay. I think what's interesting to me, I I remember I wrote about this at the end of last decade. Ironically, I think oh eight or oh nine, I wrote about this trend with with the NFL where it didn't seem like home field mattered the way it did. And then we had settled into this eight, nine year run where home field still mattered, but not like it did when we were growing up, where it was like, if you went into somebody else's house, it was really hard to win. And then you you get to this year. And I think we're seeing it with basketball too, which I was texting about this weekend. I think there's three reasons. I think the first reason is the secondary market and the fact that you just don't have stadiums anymore where it's just completely fans for the home team. Yeah. It's always it always seems to be more splintered than it used to be. The tickets have gotten way more expensive, so I think that's that's uh, priced out some of the crazies, you know, like some of the friends you had growing up, some of the friends that I had back in Boston. It's just harder for them to afford tickets. Mm-hmm. And then I think the third thing, there's been so much talk about civility at games, and you know, fan behavior has just been a huge spotlight on how people behave and what they're allowed to do and yell and all that stuff. And the crowds just seem tamer. And we saw today with the Raiders blew a game late to Jacksonville, you right. know, and this was the last Oakland home game. It was like, Oh, they're not going to lose their last home game. And freaking G Minshew went right down the field on him. <laughs> and then we saw it again today with Buffalo. It's like, Oh, Josh Allen, when push comes to shove, Josh Allen's not going to be able to get points in Pittsburgh. The crowd will take them out of it. Their defense no, right. Josh Allen went right down and scored. I don't know who has the great home field advantage anymore, Sal. So. Well, Josh Allen didn't have a great game. No, he, he didn't. 13 completions. Like That was just, uh, and I'm sorry, Pittsburgh might still make the playoffs, and I pray that they do because I have. they're the only team I could see betting against in that first round. Like I, I, don't, have a, I don't have a feeling on any other first-round match unless Pittsburgh goes to Kansas City. I mean, they've, they've got in the last five games in which – they're supposedly hot. They scored 15 points a game. It's just Mike Tomlin did as much as he could. He can't. What, what's he going to do for this offense? He can't fake punt uh, from his own 28 <laughs> every week. I'm sorry, no. but I think you're right. I think it's all the things you said. I also think road teams, coaches, management has figured out the exact amount of time a team should spend in the opposing city. You know, it's easier to travel now all that kind of stuff. So there's not that much, uh, you know, the jet lag isn't as big a concern, but you're right. We used to see division winners at seven and one and eight and eight. No. And now aside, unless you're like the Packers, um, you know, Cowboys and Eagles four and three, um, Kansas city four and three at home. Like even the really good teams, you know, Houston only five and two at home. Um, Buffalo is going to make the playoffs only four and three at home. I, I don't know what the reason is, but trust us, these home teams, are not good. They're not better than they were five, 10 years ago. Yeah. And I think the Tennessee game is a good example, right? Yeah. Didn't really seem like it mattered where that game was played. And I don't think it's going to matter week 17 either. Right. You know, 
the crowd was was good. They were into it. But it wasn't like it wasn't like Deshaun Watson was going to be affected by the crowd. We left out another reason that I think matters, and maybe this trails back to our childhoods. But you know the headsets, the headsets oh, yeah. and the helmets, and the and the QB being able to hear the offensive coordinator and being able to move faster, and that the, even somebody like Trubisky, you know, they were in that game. That I know the Packers won by eight, and if you didn't see the game, you just assume uh, the Packers they were up double digits second half, but the bears were lingering in that game. And there were a couple moments there when it seemed like they had a chance maybe to force over, force overtime. Yeah. And I didn't think a Trubisky who I don't think is good. Didn't look scared, but he, he certainly wasn't rattled by playing in Lambeau. So I stopped when, you know, the, we've been doing million dollar picks. You and I have been, we've been betting all season. Mm-hmm. I've really stopped looking at home field. Very, 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 few times do I say to myself, oh my God, that team's home. I really, really love having the home team here. Even even tonight, I bet on Buffalo at Pittsburgh. And as you said, Josh Allen wasn't great, but they were still able to move the ball when they needed to. And their defense certainly traveled. It didn't seem to matter to them where they were playing. I just think we throw home field out. I don't know where it really matters anymore. Well, if, you, if we go into the playoffs saying, I just can't see so-and-so winning at X. There's not that many of those anymore, right? Right. Like, well, Chiefs then, will probably win their game at home, and you know, uh, you know, the Niners or you know, or or Seahawks over. Well, actually, they'll have a bye, but yeah, you know, th- those some of those road teams. You know, Green Bay will probably win at home, but you can't say unless it's Doc, Doc Hodges going to Kansas City. I can't really say, oh, uh, you know, Buffalo. There's no way they're winning in Houston, right, or anything like that. Or and especially when you get to the one, two, three seeds when they match up. So do you think, is Seattle a place that you feel like home field would matter to you in the playoffs? Um, that's probably top three, but not as much as it did, you know, eight years ago when Tony Romo had to go there or something like that. I, I don't think it's- Well, because think about- what are, they, what are they, four and two? Uh, yeah, four but think about their last couple games. Well, they're seven and one on the road. I mean, they're, they're a scarier road team, right? <laughs> right. Their last couple games- Minnesota went in there and put 30 on them. Yep. And then the game before that, Jameis put 34 on them, and that game went to overtime. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, they I just think Bengals it's done. by one to start the season. Yeah, it's not the same. If anything, I think a bigger factor now is trap games. And you saw it today with San Francisco where, you know, they, they have this huge game looming against Seattle that they know is coming. Atlanta, they're double-digit favorites. You and I are texting all week. There's a bunch of double digit favorites. We're trying to figure out who fucks over the the guy who does the three teamer. It was San Francisco, New England. What was the third one? Um, San Francisco, New England, what like Seattle or something or, or the big one? Oh, uh, Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City. Yeah. So it's those three. It's like, well, just throw those together. We've done right. that a million times. I didn't do it this week because I was like, I don't, I don't know which. I thought it was going to be Denver that that screwed it up, and I think the snow ended up making that game a little yeah goofier for Denver than maybe it should have been. But, mm-hmm. um, but then it turned out to be San Francisco, who seemed like the 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 lock out of the three. I did speak. I didn't, I didn't urge anyone to take Atlanta on the money line by any means, but I did say if they were going to not run up the score on anyone, the Forty ers this was the game, brutal game against Baltimore. Then they win, you know, if they if they don't make that fourth play against New Orleans, 
they're losing three in a row, right? They lose today if they make, make that fourth place against play uh, fourth down play against New Orleans, and they lost to Baltimore. So it's funny how quickly everything can shift. Now I didn't think, it, except for the fact that Atlanta screws every bet I'll ever make with or without them. <laughs> I didn't think that they were going to win, but you know they already beat me going to New Orleans. They knocked me out of uh, eliminator pools and everything else. So stay away from that Atlanta team. But that was an insane ending. That really was with two. I mean, did you think those? replay call. I mean, thank God for replay. I'll say that. Like there yeah. are some people who don't think replay should exist, but Julio Jones scored the ball crossed the plane. That's all you need to know. I thought Hooper scored too. I thought the ball was pinned against his ankle. I still didn't see anything to suggest otherwise, but um, no, no, no. I mean, and then the, and then that crazy, crazy, crazy lateral to make them uh, win by 10 and put the game over. <laughs> I know was that was, we had two of those. We had two last second yeah. touchdowns for covers. That Niners game, they scored to go up 19-10. Mm-hmm. Gould misses the extra point. The only reason he missed it was because he was on my fantasy team, and that's how <laughs> my fantasy playoffs went this week. But he misses it. It's 19-10. And it just had a feeling. Didn't it? It was like, oh, that feels like that's going to matter. Can't explain it. Atlanta comes flying down. They get a touchdown, 19-17. San Francisco comes back the other way. They basically have a chance to put the game away, and they can't get the first down. And Gold ends up making a, a long field goal. They go up five, and then they can't get a stop. And it doesn't seem like I thought that I had the Niners in uh, in in fantasy today. I thought they would have like ten sacks. Yeah, I thought Matt Ryan was going to be running for his life the whole time. And if you look at how this game played out, with the Falcons end up pulling it out, and then what we saw last week in the in the Saints, it. Feels like the Niners D might have peaked too early. I don't feel good about them heading into the playoffs now. Yeah, maybe. But, you know, also this is the NFL. You can't, unless you're the Ravens and put together like 10 straight, you can't get up for every single game, for every single team. It does. It just it just doesn't matter as much sometimes. But And I feel bad because I should have texted you. I should have alerted you. Um, Corolla took San Francisco minus 10. So of course Gould misses the extra point. That was unbelievable. Put, makes them from nine, from ten to nine. And you know, I, I would have felt like the uh, the burglar who finds out when someone's away at a funeral, and then like, uh, all right, go ransack this house. Corolla's <laughs> bet in San Francisco. But yeah, I just I just knew that they weren't getting up for that. You want to say at this point of the year, if the better teams win, but it's just not the case. There are no safe spaces when you have the same bet as Adam Corolla. <laughs> the uh, the home favorites. Being 57, 81, and five against the spread is just the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't even, I, I wonder, we always thought if at neutral site, the home team gets three. I wonder if Vegas has started to shift on this. You should ask Furman when you do the, uh, when you're doing lock it in tomorrow. Is Vegas starting to account for the home field thing? I will ask him, but I think just by our guesses, we could see that they don't, you know? Right. I think there was a couple, a uh, few weeks back that it was like, what's going on here? Why aren't they giving them a three? But yeah, teams are better. Even the good teams are better on the road this year. Makes Buffalo, no sense. Buffalo six and one. Baltimore six and one. Kansas City six and one. Seattle. Um, who am I missing? New Orleans five and one. Seattle seven and one. San Francisco six and one. I I both appreciate and was insulted that you didn't include the Patriots as you listed. <laughs> well, off you the had good a teams. two. That was the only two you had in there, right? They're six and two. Well, no, I don't. I don't I, I was fine with them not being included with the best teams because they're not. But I'm you're insulted. good. You're not worried about them losing the division, right? Yeah. Well, let's take a break and we could talk about it. 
Hey, if you're traveling for the holidays, you're probably relying on Wi-Fi in a lot of different places like airports, hotels, and restaurants. What could go wrong there? An unsecured Wi-Fi. Oh, I can think of some stuff. You could be giving a holiday present to cyber criminals. Well, you could keep your digital private life more private during the holidays with Norton Secure VPN. They use bank-grade encryption to help secure your connections and block cyber criminals from seeing what you're doing. Easy to use, runs seamlessly in the background, turn it on once. You'll be automatically more private than when you're connected. Use Norton Secure VPN with your PC, Mac, mobile device. Blocks companies from tracking your online activity. Blocks ads that seem to follow you on the internet. Makes your online activities and location with the no-log VPN. Making your online activity truly private when traveling for the holidays and using Wi-Fi. Help keep prying eyes out with Norton Secure VPN. You can get it for as low as $3.33 a month for the first year with annual subscription. That's nothing. It's a lot better than being hacked. Go to norton.com slash VPN Simmons. Terms apply. All right. The playoff picture is fascinating right now because we have five divisions that are basically up for grabs where the teams play each other and it's a loser leaves town match for the division. Sal, do you remember more than half of the divisions being up for grabs with the head-to-head matchup with two weeks to go because I do not. No, I don't think so. I don't think I've studied it like that, but no, you're right. Yeah, all these teams play each other. You're right. So we have Pat's Buffalo Mm. is week 16. Houston plays Tennessee in week 17 in Houston. Dallas Philly plays this weekend. Yep. Green Bay, Minnesota plays this weekend. And then Seattle, San Francisco plays week 17. I would assume they're going to flex Seattle, San Francisco as this Sunday night week 17 game, right? I think they would do that. But apparently they have to do that earlier. They, they can't wait too long on that because you would have thought that they'd flex Eagles, Cowboys, but Fox protected it. And they could have flexed New Orleans. What's the other good game this week? New Orleans, Tennessee. Yeah. But they're, they're not. They decided not to. So it's Kansas City, Chicago. Fox protected it. They were like, Hey, something horrible is going to happen this game. We'd like to protect this. Yeah, exactly. There's going to be a terrible backbreaking turnover with two minutes left by one of these two teams. We'd like to protect it. So right now, the playoff picture, the Ravens and Pats are still the bye teams. The Seahawks and Packers are the bye teams in the NFC. The Seahawks are now the number one seed because they beat the 49ers head-to-head. Our playoff matchups right now, if the season ended today, would be Steelers-Chiefs in KC. Bills Texans, mm-hmm. which is kind of an awesome game. I mean, for years that would have been the Shakey's game, and now it's like I, I really like watching those teams. That's a great one. Uh, oh, they love putting the Texans in that Saturday one o'clock game, don't they? Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying that'll be the best early Saturday game we've had, right. probably. It'll be good. Vikings Saints and then uh, Niners Cowboys could have the Niners, Niners Cowboys. So much history. Like how many? What Berman, what what happens with Berman? Niners, Cowboys. Playoffs. I don't know. I think what he happens? probably goes away. He goes to Belize or something and skips the game, right? And hopefully they don't tell him about it. Did, did you know he was on the sideline for the Dwight Clark catch? Was he there? I don't know. Why wouldn't they show a replay of that? No, there's that there's footage of it. What? Yeah. There's <laughs> footage of him on the sideline for the uh, Dwight Clark catch. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Niners Cowboys has a chance to be one of the highest rated round one games, right? That'll definitely be the Saturday night game. It'll be good. And let me tell you that, you know, Montana to Clark was the first game I remember shedding a tear for 
Yeah. And I won't do it again when the Niners beat the Cowboys this time. I promise I won't. I'm You'll be shedding fluids, but it won't be tears. That's right. That's It'll right. be your own blood. Yeah. So I think it would go Bills, Texans, and then Niners, Cowboys Saturday. Mm -hmm. And then I think they would go Vikings, Saints early, and then Steelers, Chiefs late. Would Vikings, Saints early, Steelers, Chiefs late. Yeah. All right. So if they have the a AFC in the morning, they have to go NFC. Um, they usually like a night, uh, an outdoor game for that Saturday night game, though. All right. If you're CBS and you have the early Saturday game and you have the late Sunday game, because that's usually how this plays out. Mm -hmm. I think I would rather have Bills Texans as the late Sunday game. Steelers Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to win that by like twenty. Yeah. Duck are we Hodges. sure that's late Sunday or early Sunday? I think they could have early Sunday. Yeah, but that's a huge advantage for Fox. Right. But then the next week it switches. They, they work it out. Yeah. Poor Pittsburgh, because I think they realized finally today it's just not manageable with, with Hodges against no. a really good defense. He could do it against a, a mediocre to slightly above average defense, but not against a really good defense. He can't do it. He just can't. I, I don't see it on the road. That's the one guy. I would say cannot win on the road right now. Yeah, remember my old playoff manifesto that I did seven different versions of? Right. And one of the ones was, you know, don't trust don't trust a bad quarterback on the road or whatever. All of the quarterbacks that are in the playoffs, if we were going to rank them, oh man, this, this actually hurts my feelings because Brady's not in the top half. Oh no, he can't be right now. He's not. It's bad. Sal, it's really bad, the Brady thing. Well, here's the thing. You can't you couldn't do everything with this Bengals game. You had to show that your defense was still strong and it was. It took a little while to get going. And you had to show one of the other two things that you could run the ball or that Brady could have a, a big game. Now, you ran the ball, right? Like that wasn't that isn't that more important almost that Sony Michelle had close to 100 yards. I think you had like 170 total on the ground. Again, it's the Bengals, it doesn't matter. But um you know, Brady just wasn't going to throw enough. What was he, 15 for 29 with two touchdowns? He's He's been throwing basically a little over five yards of pass now for five games. Yeah. And they can't block for him. I was talking to my dad about it tonight. The thing that's concerning to me, and I still don't want to overreact because they've done this so many times where they look either dead or half dead and then they rally somehow. The The, the bothersome thing with Brady now is that if he's under duress, he's either just going to get rid of the ball immediately or he'll try to buy himself the extra second, but then he's not accurate. I would love to see the stats of when he's on the move about two and a half seconds into the play, how many of those balls are uncatchable. Right. That's the one thing he can't do. And then you were watching Houston, Tennessee. Watson was great today. Yeah. I, I you know, Lamar's going to win the MVP, but I think Watson would be second for me. Just from, well, come on. I, I, he, he did well. They should have won by more than they did, but he threw two picks in the end zone. I know, but I, I I don't think that team's very good. And he just continually over and over again is able to buy them credibility and just be scary and, and lead these drives when they need them. Yeah. Do you think that team's good? No, I don't think they're great. I think O'Brien should get more credit than he does. I think they're 4-0 after a loss. So he does, he does adjust. You know, Hyde had over 100 yards rushing, and and they held Derrick Henry in check pretty much. Because Tennessee really need to do that one hurt because I've been riding Tennessee like Willie Shoemaker. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, in Tennessee they get a field goal blocked. They had a nice drive, block field goal. 
Next clamp down the beautiful drive all the way to the five slant pattern bounces off the guy. Yeah. It's brought back 90 yards. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden Houston's up seven, nothing. They haven't done jack shit. It's like, Oh my God, it's one of these games. Then they're up 14 and Tennessee just comes back like really methodically. They had a nine minute drive in the third quarter and took control of the game. Then they tie it. And I was like, Holy shit, this Tennessee team, this might be the best team in the AFC. And then Watson just cut their knees out. And Hopkins also took over the game. That was the other thing. Hopkins, That's the thing. Hopkins he's, finally he's had a huge game. Connect with him on like a third and 15. He's yeah. going to tear your heart out. The thing with the Texans and why I think they have to, I, I, I'm very late to this party. I'll fully admit it. I did not, I was not a believer. When Fuller is, when Fuller's out there and he's healthy, they're pretty scary. And the thing is, they can't keep him on the field for like two games in a row. Right. But, when he's out there stretching the field, it opens everything up for Hopkins. And as you said, Watson today, he he had a killer pick. And the, the one pick was really bad. Mm-hmm. That was that was uh because I thought they had a chance to end the game basically on that drive. But man, with those two guys, Hyde's not awful. He's gonna he, did you see he's over a thousand yards? He fights hard for his yards. He really does. Yeah. So I look at that Houston Bills game because it really does seem like that's gonna be that, mm-hmm. that one's pretty etched in stone as a four or five. Oh, I love it. I love that you're taking the division. I, I know I looked at all the per- per- permutations and it looks like you're going to win the division. But when you start talking four or five, it makes it exciting. What do you mean? You think I'm counting my chickens before they've hatched? Yeah, as maybe. the cliche yeah, went? You got a lot of chickens counting. Well, we the thing is we could lose the Buffalo game and we'd still win week 17. Right, and that's, win what division. And we play, that's what I saw. You could just we play Miami, Miami at mm-hmm. home. Right. We're not losing that. All right, I'm with you. I think it's going to be the same thing. I will say this: you can't, you can't take Houston. You can't, you can't jump. You took the Colts. That was. Fun. I'm not taking Houston. Fine. No, I'm not. I'm not taking them. I you actually took the Titans, and now you got to stick with that. You can't have three out of the four teams. I actually still believe in the Titans. I right. to, what I saw today did not shake me off them. I thought they were, I thought they were good in that game, considering it was one of those games. Mm-hmm. I think if those teams played ten times, each each side probably wins five. Probably close. Yeah. Um. Your team. Yeah, it's about time. What are we, 23 minutes in? Well, you kicked off in both halves, which has never happened in the history <laughs> of football. And you still and you still won going away. We are uh undefeated when we kick off in both halves. No, we got we got the ball in the second half. They they fixed it that half. Oh, time. they I didn't realize they fixed yeah, it. They I was fixed so it. excited. It was a dumb thing. Look, look, these football players, what do they expect it to do? Like he wanted we wanted to we wanted to defer. That that's what we wanted to do. He should know when he said kickoff, he meant defer. And he did, and he spoke out of turn or whatever. And then they talked about it during halftime. And the Cowboys got the ball. Man, that was a big deal online for like a half hour. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that was a rule, did you? What, just that you have to you have to uh, communicate what you want to do? <laughs> I didn't know that there was a possibility that the same team could kick off both halves. But then again, I we've never had Jason Garrett as a coach right, until that's the true. last 10 years. That's true. That was wonderful. Yeah, the Rams, classics, classic. People just starting to get on the bandwagon again, and then they skid off the road and go to another ditch. I mean, that might have been the weirdest thing about today with all the crazy endings and everything else. Like this is it was in January, the Rams ran all over the Cowboys. They're winning. The Cowboys now are on a losing streak. Wade Phillips has got the defense together. Dak Prescott is terrible against any kind of blitz. He's like a fifty percent passing. And Wade Phillips, they they they're a top ten blitz scheme team. And they couldn't get the, the Cowboys just just shredded them. I mean, I guess 
what uh, Whitworth's helmet and Goff's thumb collided or something, and nothing was the same since then. But the fact that the Cowboys ran all—I mean, Sean Lee was like the 2012 version of himself. It was terrific to watch. I hope it. I hope it's not all for naught. The Rams have lost games this year: 55 to 40, 45 to six, and 44 to 21. Wow, that's a cry for help. By the way, they have no first-round picks. Mm-hmm. Pretty rough. Bad times. They uh, they've asked to be crossed off, but I can't do it. You can't do it, right? They texted me today and they said, "Can you cross us off? Just put us out <laughs> of our misery." And I said, "What no. do they have to do? They have to gain two on the Vikings now." Can't cross them off yet. No, they're still they're still somehow <laughs> they're still somehow lingering. We do have somebody that I'm reasonably sure we can cross off. Did we cross off the Browns? I can't remember. Is that who you we, want to say? Every week, it? not only we cross them off, I'd like to actually um, pour bleach on the cross off to make sure that uh, okay. that nobody can write on it again. All right. I think we can cross off the Colts. They're six well, and seven. You got, don't you not want to give them tomorrow? Well, even if they win tomorrow, they're seven and seven. But they're, not at, they're still alive, I think. I think they're the reason the Raiders are uh, So out. Pittsburgh. Uh, they can knock the Raiders out or something, right? Pittsburgh would have to lose both, and Tennessee would have to lose both. Right. And Indy would have to lose their last three. So sadly, you're right. We can't we can't cross them up. I think they're close. First of all, you don't I thought you have a bet on them also for tomorrow. But I, I also think they they do keep that close. I mean, Saints have a lot of injuries, a lot of bad defensive injuries. Well, that's why I had a little parlay with the Bills and the Colts. Yeah. Plus nine. I don't know who we cross off then. So far, we have the Bears, Bengals, Broncos, Browns, Bucks, Cardinals, Chargers, Dolphins, Falcons, Giants, Jets, Lions, Panthers, Raiders. It's weird because tomorrow, next week, we cross off like seven teams, right? Oh, did we cross? We didn't cross off the Rams. Well, you said you won't do it yet. They're eight oh, and man. Six. Okay. Yeah, no cross offs. So they have to win both, and Minnesota has to lose both. Man, that's a bummer. Yeah. Um, let's uh let's talk about Jameis really quickly. <laughs> Starts out with a pick, throws three TDs, loses another all pro receiver during the game, and uh his right. 30 for his 30 for 30 quest is still intact. He's, he's at I think he's at 29 and 24 now. So How about the need- 30 for 30 for 130. Can we change that? And <laughs> that the 130 is that he almost throws always throws a pick before 130. Pacific time or uh, Eastern time on a Sunday. Has that happened like nine times? Oh, it's so many. And I tweeted today. It's like, first of all, he was minus 300 to throw an interception. That's astronomical against any team, but the lions are last in interceptions this year at the very bottom 32nd. So that minus 300. And then he's like, don't worry about it. I'm going to get this done. One Oh six Eastern time. He throws an interception. It was like, <laughs> it was the most beautiful thing. It's like he has to have his morning coffee or something before he can play football or, or um, well, like what was, was it a lethal weapon when, when uh, Mel Gibson had to pop his shoulder back in? Yeah. I feel like he's doing that on the sideline after an interception and then, uh, and then everything's good after that. And then he's going to have the most passing yards in the league. I think he likes to get it out of the way. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> Maybe that's the thing. He, just, he doesn't want to think about it anymore. Right. Eat your peas first and you don't have to worry about it. It's like the people that go for happy ending massages that like to be taken care of before the massage. Right, right, just right. Just want to get out of the way. <laughs> then, they, then they can just sit back and enjoy the massage. All right. <laughs> you couldn't wait for CarMax for that? We have to, you have to just say that? Eh? 
<laughs> uh, we do have to take a break. Hold on. I keep telling you, guys are terrible at taking care of their health. Studies show 70% of guys who experience erectile dysfunction don't get treated for it. That's bad. Thing people don't realize. ED is like a check engine light for a man's body. It could be an indicator that there's something more serious going on, like a heart issue or maybe even diabetes. Thankfully, our sponsor, Roman, has created an easy, discreet way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. It's a one-stop shop. Licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose your ED, then ship, ship meds right from their pharmacy to your door. Your door. With Roman, you don't have to wait in waiting rooms, deal with any awkward face-to-face conversations, make any uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. Just go to GetRoman.com Bill. It's a brief questionnaire. You can chat with the doctor. You can get real FDA-approved medication if recommended. It's all prescribed online, delivered straight to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Guys, go talk to the doctor. ED is a problem that guys don't tackle, but it's very, very important. Now with Roman, very easy to take care of. For a free online visit, go to GetRoman.com slash Bill. We should talk about uh, Cleveland really quickly. They've they've hit rock bottom. I didn't know it was possible for this team to hit rock bottom, but it happened today. Nick Chubb, who my fantasy season is now over, Mm -hmm. and Nick Chubb, who every time he gets the ball is a threat to take it 60 yards and somehow never has 20 carries in a game. Have you ever seen anything like this? Like the Browns, they actually had the recipe to be a good team because every time they run the ball, they would get yards. And teams were terrified of, of Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And then Baker would do something dumb. Baker turns 25 next spring. And I don't want to cross him off. But <laughs> I don't I don't see it. Do you see it? What am I missing? I don't know what any of us are missing, but I would say if he were a rookie this year, I don't think he'd be in the top five for offensive rookie of the year right now. Like he, he's such a mess. And they and you're right, Chubb's great. Chubb's a top four running back in fantasy. He's unbelievable, year, right? He's so good. I say it, Ch- McCaffrey, no order. Well, some order here. McCaffrey, Zeke, Chubb, Aaron Jones, I put fourth. I think Barkley and Kamara are out of there, fantasy-wise. Kitchens looks at Chubb and goes, what a decoy this guy can be for us. Yeah. This day, he's so good, they're going to think we're going to hand him <laughs> off the ball. And what I'm going to do instead is play action, and then Baker's going to throw it out of bounds. That's what we're going to do on third and eight. Yeah. And then- the funniest thing with Baker is he made all these commercials. I tweeted about this today. I couldn't resist. I, 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 every once in a while I have to get snarky. Just like what, what should the progressive commercials for Baker be next year? Like, <laughs> should he just the, like he goes to get, there's an agent wide open 20 feet away, but he chooses to go to the one who's covered by two customers. <laughs> like, couldn't they actually have fun with how bad he is in the right. next round of commercials? He takes what? a delay a game as he's about to get insurance and then the insurance deal lapses. <laughs> I think they'd have to call it regressive, right? They'd have to change it. Maybe that should be his new insurance co- company, regressive. Yeah, regressive. Uh, give him a break. He went against a tough defense. A yeah, tough give him a break. Sec- he's 20, he's 20, going to be 25 next spring. It's, he's not like he's this kid in high school. Cardinals secondary, 31st in yards per game, uh, 32nd in touchdowns, 31st in yards per play. Give him a break. It was tough. It was a tough one. He definitely leads the league in most disgruntled looks that two receivers give one another about a quarterback. Oh, yeah. Landry today, at one point they came back from commercial and Landry was just screaming at Freddie Kitchens. 
Right. And I don't know whether he was screaming like this, the quarterback sucks. You realize he sucks, right? Or just get me the ball. I'm wide open. They had a play. I mean, you could watch it over and over again. You, after a Baker incompletion or when he throws to the wrong guy, you can just rewind it and see the wide open Beckham down the field or Landry over the middle. He just doesn't see the wide open guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you think that's important? In yeah, the, I do. Uh, I developing a quarterback. I do. I, I think, wouldn't be so. The only thing we haven't seen from the Browns is two huddles. Like I could see nobody <laughs> talking to this guy next week or the week after, and you see two huddles and it's in the backfield, and then eventually they come and meet at the line of scrimmage. He took a delay a game today that was like something my son would do. Yeah, like not like when we're getting ready to leave leave for school or something, and and he just forgets where we have to actually get in the car and go. Mm. Like you know we're leaving. That's why we're all staying. Like it's like oh. Oh, the play clock's down to three. I didn't right. realize. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh. oh, oh man. Ah, oh, I guess that's a five yard penalty. I'll, I'll do better next time. <laughs> it's really bad. Yep. Thank God the Patriots didn't trade 17 picks for him. Yeah, that was a good move. That was a good stay away. I, uh, let's, can we talk about fantasy just really quickly? Yeah. You tweeted, uh, nothing is more reliable than getting knocked out in fantasy and then all your guys lighting it up a week later. You'll see. Put all your guys in a in a daily fantasy thing and you'll be fine. I had yep. I got knocked out of um our fantasy league this week by a uh, two time FBI agent John Hamm. <laughs> Every ten years he plays a snarky FBI agent. <laughs> and uh got knocked out. I had L- Lamar Jackson Thursday night, thirty nine point two points. I'm feeling great. It's like, what, a, what an incredible start to my fantasy week. I have 39 points for my quarterback. And then I look over to Ham's side and Mark Ingram has 22 points and I'm an underdog the rest of the way Right on CBS Sports. I'm like, oh, I'm fucked. I lose Mike Evans in eight minutes in, yeah. in round one in the playoffs. Today I lose Chris Godwin. I'm flipping channels and he's just on a cart getting carted off. This mm-hmm. is third quarter. So I somehow get uh, a combined, I don't know, seven quarters out of those two guys. And I just hate it. I hate it, Sal. Why do we do it? <laughs> Why do bad. we do it? I ask you every year. Why do we do it? What's fun about this? There's nothing fun. And the guy who beat me, Damashek, he also won. So that he's going to be in the finals and trying to get, you know, desperately to get to eight and eight on the season. The two teams <laughs> in the terrible division, Hams and Damashek, and, uh, and our friend Trevor, is uh, that th- one's going to be eight and eight. One's going to be seven and eight in the final. Like, it's crazy. And then they scored like on an average 110 points less than the rest of us. Forget it. Who is the number two point getter this week? This week? What player? Well, so Lamar was number one. What Winston was number two, right? Kenyon Drake at 38.6 points. How many? 38.6. Who's number four? Oh, Brashad Perriman. Yeah. 29.6. Who's number six? Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders was one on one of my teams. Yeah. Who's Maybe number eight? Oh, teams. Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. It's so stupid. Why yeah, do we I know do it. it? Why do we do it to ourselves? No. Yeah. None of these guys show up like week 16 when we need them to. Nick Chubb, 20.8 points on nine carries. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm going to laugh so hard. Next, I'm going to say September 20th next year, I'm going to be flipping channels and unlock it in. Clay Travis is going to be on vacation and it's going to be you, Todd Furman and Freddie Kitchens <laughs> talking gambling on Lock It In with Bonetta for an hour. I'm going to fucking laugh my ass off. I'm going to screenshot it. 
sending you pictures like, what's he like? <laughs> what do you say about Baker? Did well, he seem as dumb in person? I love it. I would love for that. We'll sign him up. I'll give him half my salary now. I, the kid, I, he plays like they, he thinks there's five quarters, right? Between oh, delay yeah. of games and everything else and terrible play calling and giving Chubb only like nine or 10 carries. He, I think he thinks there's another quarter in there. I, well, the best part is when he waits till he's down 17 to try to establish the run. It's like, it's right. like you know what? I'm going to get Nick Chubb going. Uh, you're down 17. There's eight minutes left. Yeah, he plays the game backwards. <sighs> I don't know, Sal. <laughs> hey, every year, the coaches get worse. The quarterbacks get fr- more frustrating. And I hate fantasy football a little bit more. Well, I'm going to introduce you to something called the NBA, and you're going to love it. Oh, that'll be great. Yeah. You know what it's time for, Sal? It's time for the State Farm Safe Bet of the Week. Oh, okay. The player you can count on. Because just like football, life can be unpredictable. That's why State Farm Agents is there to help. Over 19,000 agents, a local State Farm agent, just around the block, whether you talk in person, by phone, or through the app. State Farm is there. Go with the one with coverage and agents you can count on. I wanted to pay tribute in this spot to the player I could count on all year. The fantasy highlight of my life, except for the part that I didn't actually win the title and got knocked out in the semifinals by two-time FBI agent John Hamm. <laughs> Lamar Jackson. What yeah. a thrill. What an honor. What an honor to have this guy in my fantasy life for 15 weeks. I just couldn't have enjoyed it anymore. At the draft next year, assuming I don't get voted out or quit beforehand, I'm going to spend like $58 on him. Nobody's taking him from me. Really? I'm with him for the rest of my life. I'm I'm marrying him. I'm fantasy marrying him. Look at you. I love the guy. Oh, hustle and bustle is going to be jealous. Nah, this is so much deeper and more intense and mm-hmm. and just, just unencumbered affection and love for one human being. I know the Ravens fans love him, but I love him too. Why not? He's so much fun to watch. He's overcome all the obstacles of all the idiots who said that he had to be a wide receiver. Good for him. I'm glad he's the best. Year to date in our league, he had 414 points. Yeah. 414.7 points with two games to go. The next highest guy was Deshaun Watson at 328. Mm-hmm. He is 85, 84 points higher than everybody else in our league. And he's a huge, huge, huge percentage of his offense. And without, you know, it goes without saying, but like like eight percentage points more than the next best guy, who I think is Mahomes. He has a chance to finish the season 3,400 passing yards, maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe 1,250 rushing yards, something like that. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Really respect that guy. I mean, we talk about taking games off like the Niners did today. Like He could have taken the Jets, a Thursday night game against the Jets. Also could have actually taken the game off. He had a quad injury, but no, he stayed in there. He played. He threw five freaking touchdowns. Just buried him, burying the rest of the AFC. And they're favored, by the way, right now. They're a minus to win the AFC, which we haven't seen in a while. The only minuses we ever see to win the AFC this this early or late in the season, however you want to look at it, it's the Patriots over yeah, there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's really something. Well, that was it. State Farm, talk to an agent today. We're going to talk about the week 16 lines. Do I get a good move or good player? Or just no, you? it's just me. You don't, oh, you're okay, not involved. Good. You don't get All to right, be good. in it. You can. You you can give me one person. You no, I, I think I would have answered the wrong question. I yeah. I, I was going to give the good move to myself or, or standout player. for. Uh, I'm quitting the Army-Navy game. I'm not betting it anymore. <laughs> I'm just not Wait. doing it. 
Wait, hold I on. Bet, no, listen. How many times do we quit things after a loss? Th- this is different. I won. I had Navy money line with the Ravens money line. And no, the no, Patriots wait, hold on. Hold on. I have, I have another sponsor for this one. Oh, you do? Last year, okay, last year Crown Royal launched the first off-the-field water break to encourage fans of the game to moderate and hydrate to stay in the game, whether you're watching the stadium, watching home in a bar. Have a great time. Enjoy some Crown. Just don't be that person that ruins it for everyone else. Make the right call and take a water break. So who made the right call this week? It sounds like it's Cousin Sal who's not betting on the Army-Navy game anymore. Yes, I'm done. I'm done. I've had my fun. I bet the Army-Navy. I had Navy. I had the Ravens, and I had the Patriots. What a nice money line parlay that was. Navy won 31-7, but it's a miserable game to watch. I'm sorry. It's the triple option every single play. Oh, who's got it? The quarterback? Oh, no, the fullback has it. Oh, no, no, the fullback has it again. They give it to the fullback twice, and then on third and three, they (laughs) see if the quarterback can do anything with it. And Army had six passing attempts. This is a team that lost 31-7. They were playing catch-up the whole game. Six passing attempts. Navy had two passing attempts. It's just not football. It's not football anymore. I'm sorry. I love it. I know. It's nice. The cadets, they line up. It's great. The president uh, flips the coin, whatever. That's fine. I just, and listen, as far as the servicemen go, they're so much better than I am. I put makeup on every day and, and scream about over-unders. But this game, enough already. It, it sounds it like be, you didn't hit the over is what the real problem was there. Well, yeah, every game goes on there. It's just, I, I don't know. Shouldn't it, remember the kickboxing? Like you had to throw five kicks around yeah. for it to count. I, I think you should have to throw 10 passes a game. You should. They, inter- they introduced a forward pass 80 years ago. You well, Sal's Sal's taking a break for life from the RV Navy game. There you go. Army wow. Navy hot dog contest in the Pro Bowl. There you go. <laughs> Crown Royal reminds everyone this football season to take a water break and moderate to stay in the game. Before we get to guess the lines, really great stretch of TV last night. Yeah. And you know, I was thinking during the day yesterday, what a throwaway this Saturday usually is in December, the Army Navy Saturday. Where there's just nothing on, and it's like, hey, why could there be an NFL game on? Can we have like a Saturday NFL game on on this this weird dead Do one day? One Thursday and then the Saturday. Yeah, why not? All why not? At least have one. I'm with you. And right as I'm thinking, what a sh- what a shitty TV day it was. All of a sudden, it heated up. There were these great NBA games. The boxing ESPN had the best boxing doubleheader, the best two fights in a row that I can remember in a while. Did you see it? I saw the Lopez highlights, yeah. Lopez put himself on the map. Mm -hmm. And Lopez against Loma has a chance to be, this is it. That'll be great. This really is like, this will be like for the pure boxing fans, Lomachenko, Lopez. They're both as relentless as they come, right? It won't last long. It's going to be incredible. Max Kellerman might have to be treated ringside. (laughs) He's going to be so out of his mind excited. And, uh, and I can't wait for that. And then, uh, and then Crawford really got tested. He actually took some hits and, and it turned into a much, much more exciting fight than I think anyone expected by the end of it. The other guy's face looked like, uh, he looked like Rocky at the end of, uh, the first Rocky fight. But, um, but it was, it was just a really good doubleheader. I enjoyed it. So we had that. The basketball was great. UFC was on. Everyone was fired up about that. I was annoyed because I was at holiday parties all day and I'm hearing about basketball and Lopez. I'm like, oh, crap. I got to get home and watch this stuff. But yeah, I caught the UFC. I came back in time for uh, all the UFC stuff and that was pretty great. And then the other weird thing I saw, I actually watched the second half. I can't believe I wish there was gambling for this. 
LeBron James's son was playing LeBron James's high school in Ohio. Oh, there is gambling for this. Oh, there is? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have some thoughts. I, I, all right, I lied. I watched this entire game. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a lot of thoughts on Sierra Canyon. Well, Sierra Canyon is a school in my daughter's school thing. Like she plays them in soccer on, on right. Tuesday. So I was actually like, I'm kind of invested in them. I feel like uh, it's an LA school I care about. Our and, friend Hench's daughter goes there and he yeah. was at the game and he said, if your father's not LeBron James or Dwayne Wade, there's still two guys on that team and like one's going to Kentucky and the other's yeah. going to TCU. Not, not great, but still great, you know? And uh, yeah. And boy, how did LeBron get that day off? How did he schedule that? I know. <laughs> I, he definitely, he he put it right between two NBA games. He was sitting I don't think my side. father would have been able to pull that off back in the day. I'm trying to think. So yeah. his son didn't start and he came in. I thought he was a point guard, but he's not. He's like kind of a two guard. Mm -hmm. um, they use him offensively a little like how Houston uses Austin Rivers. Like he's just mm -hmm. kind of spotting up, hoping somebody will pass to him. But defensively, athletically, he's good. And, and he ended up making the biggest play of the game. They're down one. There's no shot clock. They have to either get a steal or foul. And he just picks a pass with like 40 seconds left and goes down and does this finger roll for the go-ahead basket. And LeBron, who is violating every parent role there is, like on the sidelines, he's on the court, he's standing on court side, yeah. he's going nuts. He he's, almost got a technical, ref had to hold him back. Yeah, right? he's like losing his mind. And it was great. I really enjoyed it. LeBron's the second best player ever. I can't believe his son's actually good at basketball. I know, it's insane. I don't think his son, I think it's too early to say that his son is going to be, you know, like a lottery pick or anything. Yeah. But he's definitely good. And his team is amazing. And Let me say two things about this. Um, well, it must have been like, I guess, 12 years ago, uh, LeBron's son, Bronny, was three. Yeah. Um, Jimmy hosted the ESPYs with uh, LeBron James. We went to his house in Akron. The three-year-old uh, LeBron's kid draining threes on the nerf from 25 feet across the, the <laughs> living room, just one after the other. It was phenomenal. But then you never know how that'll hold up. The second thing I'll say is uh, our buddy Hench is bragging about LeBron's uh, son, and he's like, oh, yeah, he's only a ninth grader. And he's, you know, he's got game winning shots and this and that. And our friend Adam Carolla says, how old are ninth graders? What? what? I don't even know how old a ninth grader is. And I say, well, you have twin eighth graders who are 13. So <laughs> just add one. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I guess, I guess. Are they 13? Yeah, okay. All right, I guess. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sierra Canyon, Sal. Yeah. They're on ESPN plus like 13 more times this year. Really? Wow. Yeah. They did. They got the whole schedule. And I realized as I was watching that, I would rather watch high school basketball than college basketball. Yeah. Cause it, the kids are, you know, I like that whole, the ninth graders are so young, but they can still be impactful. And then there's always like the seniors are dominant. And I don't know. I just, I like, you the could dynamic. say what you really want to say, Bill, you'd rather watch high school than pro. I mean, it's more exciting. It no, that, 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 you have to settle down. I'll stop it. You know, it's true. College hoops have been pretty rough this year though. I think I, this is a season that's going to come and go pretty quickly. There's no Zions and there's some nah. four lose, the four lost powerhouses out there, but. I watched some of Michigan, Oregon, including it went into overtime. It's nice. Went OT. Yeah. And I, I was like two thirds of the way into getting into it, but couldn't totally get there. Pritchard's fun. Yeah. All right. Anyway. All right. Guess the lines. So we wait, we can bet on Sierra Canyon? Yeah, I'll talk to you about it afterwards. It's not as simple as that. 
This sounds like the, this sounds like the world's next gambling scandal. <laughs> all these games fun. are on tele, on television. There's all these gambling <laughs> sites now. This sounds like this is headed to a bad place. It might be. I'll tell you about scandals. All three Saturday games are good, and the rest of the slate sucks. Yeah, how did that happen? I don't know. Well, this is the first time they're doing three games in forever, seven years. I don't know. It was a long time. No more Thursday nights. Nope. Your Thursday night bits are in the bank. That's it. Yeah. You're still married? I'm still married. Yeah. Incredible. So. You're still married. This is a big win. You got paid. <laughs> you did some bits. You stayed married. This is fantastic. It's not a win for her, but yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> it worked out. Uh, and now we have three Saturday games. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I thought they got rid of this. Three is great. I am definitely Three's good. And, but you just have to, you have to be speaking of staying married. You know, this is typically when you're doing your last minute shopping. Yeah. Just go on Amazon. Just do it. Watch the games, but go on Amazon. Just be dedicated and you could get 12 gifts done. Couldn't agree more. All these games are really good. First one, Houston at Tampa. And the shame of this, and this is why it's starting to feel like this might be Houston's year for with the AFC South, is they just catch Tampa at the greatest possible time, right? Evans is gone. Right. Now Godwin, he left this game early. Who knows? He's probably going to be out for the year, I would guess. And now they're down to uh, Rashad Perriman and OJ Howard. And it, it's just a different Bucks team. I think if they had had their original team, this could have been a, a game of the year candidate, potentially. It could have been like they a just 50 came to out 40 with the line. Jameis minus 4,300 to throw an interception. So what time does this game start? We should figure out when Jameis is first. This is 10 a.m. Uh, our time. So 10 a.m.? 1 p.m. Yeah, regular game. Yeah. That feels so early for a Saturday. I know. Well, what are you going to do? They have to do three, so I have to spread them out. All right. So give me the give me the Jameis over under for the first pick, like one one twenty four. Okay. So one one p.m. Eastern. God, it all depends if they get the ball, but I'll say one twenty one twenty six in uh, forty five seconds. Okay. Mark that one down. Okay. I have Houston favored by three in Tampa. All right, I'm proud to say I got this one exactly right. And I'm not lying. Houston by one is what we're hmm. looking at. What do you think? Why one. do you think? Uh, why do I think it's not higher? I, I think Tampa would have been favored if not for some of these injuries. I would I, I toyed with plus one or minus one. And I think Tampa's just too banged up. Now Houston's on a little bit of a roll. If they're missing both receivers. They, that should be Houston by three. I yeah. agree with that. Next one, my beloved Patriots home. For the legitimately beyond frisky Buffalo Bills, mm. I don't. I think calling them frisky is an understatement at this point. They're just good. It's a good football team. They're good. They they won me over on Thanksgiving because I thought it, people reacted to that game like it was a Dallas stink bomb, and I actually just thought Buffalo beat them and played really well. And that was the game that made me think, "Oh man, I'm starting. Should I start to get worried about Week 16?" Well, it's here. I have the Patriots favored by six over Buffalo. No, you're going to get it. I said six. I said five and a half. It's six and a half. So you get that one and we're tied. Bills, of course, lost 16-10 on September 29th. My advice to America would be not to tease the Patriots in this game. Yeah, I don't like this spot either. I think it's very, 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 very hard for them to move the ball. This is going to be another game. The one thing you want is, first of all, Brady's playing week 17, needed or not, I think. You have to have a Brady game. You can't have six games where he does nothing. And I'm not counting two touchdowns today as a, as a good game, right? He's playing the next two games. 
to quote your favorite movie, The Irishman, it is what it is. <laughs> is that what he said? It is what it is. When he's fake stomping the uh, grocery clerk. I, that's what Brady looks like when he's scrambling now, with De Niro <laughs> in the stomping scene. Right. Well, <sighs> I wonder if he's like Peyton Manning. Like, I don't think Peyton Manning cared about his stats when Denver beat Carolina in the Super Bowl on that road all the way there, right? These guys are real team players, so. The difference is when Brady has his legs under him and he's moving forward, he can still throw a great ball. Mm. It's when he's, teams are knocking him, so he's got to drift side to side or he's got to rush a throw. Everybody's trying to rush up the middle because the Pats are weak up the middle because of injuries. And he's just over and over again having to go left to right, and it's not good. Which of the Patriots' three wide receiver stats are you most impressed with? Nikhil Harry, 15 yards, Mohamed Sanu, 13, or Julian Edelman, 9? My my dad ripped into Sanu on the phone today. Yeah. He was like... Not a fan? He was like, we should have set that second-round pick on fire. (laughs) (laughs) He was not happy. Um, yeah, because he had a couple of big drops today too. But they, because they were actually trying to look for him. And then Nikhil Harry, they're they're trying to get him more involved, but it's like a Cordero Patterson thing mm-hmm. where it's like, we're going to get him more involved, but it's all these plays. You had this a little when you had, who's that guy you had who's on the Rams? Oh, no, you still have him, Tavon Austin. Yeah, yeah. You have to kind of come up with it. plays to get him involved because right. otherwise he'll never touch the ball. Jet sweep, right? Stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, all that stuff. So that's, you know what would have made more sense is maybe just re-signing Cordero Patterson and using that pick on something yeah, else. Yeah, or Emmanuel Sanders. Like they yeah. kind of got the wrong fifth round guy, right? Oh, my dad's my dad's aware and available, and it was mentioned tonight on the phone. <laughs> right. You know what else was mentioned for the 480th straight phone call <laughs> that we took Sony Michelle over Lamar Jackson. Also uh, brought up again today. Uh, yeah, um, that's all right. A lot of teams pass on Lamar Jackson. The Ravens pass on Jackson. Yeah, true. Third game, Niners home, Rams. I have the Niners by six and a half. I got this exactly, too. It's six. Damn. I don't feel great about a teaser there, either. I want to know what happened to the Niners' pass rush. Yeah. You just pulled the Collins words. You said pass rush. Pass rush. Yeah. It's harder than it did. You watch them earlier in the year. There's an incredible amount of pressure. <laughs> um, I love Collinsworth, but when he said, uh, this is this is where Devlin Hodges shines, I'm like, uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if anywhere is where he shines. <laughs> Was and it with the clipboard? Two plays later, he throws a terrible <laughs> pick. Uh, Sunday marquee is Saints-Titans. It's in Tennessee. This is a really good game, and I have the Saints favored by one. Yeah, you get this. I went Tennessee by one. I figured Tennessee needs it more, and it's uh, Saints by two. So you get it. You're closer. One thing with Tennessee, they missed Humphreys today, and I hope he's back for this I game. Know. I mean, Humphreys it, will make four. He'll make four catches. You know, third and eight, second and eleven, and it was just a lot of AJ Brown, who was fantastic. But mm-hmm. uh, but they really only had one receiver to go to. I like the tight end. That what's his name? Janu Smith. Yeah, it's not Delaney Walker anymore. That's no, sure. that guy's good though. He's yeah. fast. I wish they threw it. It is more. weird though. But this, we're at December fifteenth, and you're saying one thing about Tennessee: they missed Adam Humphreys. <laughs> yeah, you, you would think well, they, there's a team that played a big big playoff run coming, and uh, I wouldn't think that would be a statement anyone would make. 
Well, even sadder is the Patriots haven't really recovered from losing out on him in free agency. Oh, right. That's another one. It's another sad statement. Uh, four watchable games. Baltimore is at Cleveland. I've just determined all Cleveland games are watchable the rest of the way. Yeah, that's fine. I the the, the coaching malpractice, wondering if Baker Mayfield is secretly a third string quarterback. Um just Chubb running for 60 yards and then not touch the ball for a half hour. Mm-hmm. Beckham running downfield like a like a deer in the wilderness, waiting for something good to happen and just not Mayfield not even looking at him. It's just wonderful. It, Mayfield just throwing <laughs> to Ricky Seals Jones over the middle, over like all the other weapons he has. Like, what do you think's gonna happen? Right. Anyway, I have the Ravens favored by six. I think I don't think we've ever taken more glee in rooting for against teams or rooting against players or rooting for them to do poorly as we do this year between Jameis and Cleveland. And uh, I don't know. I feel like there's like a half a dozen of these, right? Except I, I, I kind of love watching Jameis. No, I'm, I know, I'm rooting I know. for Jameis. What did you say for this one? I had Ravens by six. All right. I said seven and a half. It's nine and a half. And I wish I would have gone nine and a half because they, they cannot lose this game. They got murdered by Cleveland. I mean, that's the anomaly all year, right? That the fact that they got slaughtered was it by twenty points or something? They're it's not nine and a half. Game, no question. Ten days to prepare. Throw this on a teaser. Nine and a half. Yeah. What more do you need to see? It's a lot of points. You just buried Freddie. Ravens don't take games off. It's a lot of points. All I'm saying. All right. Steelers Jets. It's in uh, Giants Jet Stadium. What's that stadium called now? MetLife? MetLife, yeah. Is Baker doing MetLife ads yet? <laughs> they don't I, have, I have the Steelers favored by four. And I just want to flag this one, Sal. This is a dangerous game. I would, I would be super nervous about this game if I was a Steelers fan coming off the loss I just had. And sure. the little seeds of doubt with Hodges. And... If we know anything, the NFL never is easy to figure out in the last three weeks. And every time we think, oh, this will be the matchups and this will happen and this team's going there. And, and there's always one fucking weird thing that happens in week 16. I would like to nominate this game as the possible weird thing. Oh, I think Vegas is already counting it as a weird game. I, first of all, you won this one. I said four and a half. It's three. Still was mm. only favored by three. And the Jets, they don't score. And Sam Darnold is better than Duck Hodges. And the Jets, who seem like they've been an absolute disaster this year, are yeah. not one of the top ten worst teams. They, I think, what are they? Five and five and nine. Five and nine. There's, there's at least eight teams worse than them record wise. Oh yeah. Whew. Yeah. They, uh, next going one. into this week, they had one loss, one fewer loss than the Cowboys. Next one for the watchables is Seahawks Cardinals. I'm nominating this one because. For two reasons, as a, as an actual watchable versus a barely watchable. One, for some reason, these games are always good. No, no understanding really why. It, one team can be really good, the other cannot be really good, depending on the season. Mm-hmm. It just seems like their games are 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 good. I have no evidence. I have no records to back it up. <laughs> just a gut feeling. And then two, I liked what I saw from Kyler Murray today. And now, granted, he's going against Cleveland's corpse of a team, but. Right. He, he's got Kirk. He's got Larry Fitz on a possible farewell tour. Kenyon Drake's running crazy. And it seems like he's getting a little confidence now. And yeah, maybe I go back and forth with him. I don't know. He, he was good some today. Bad picks. 
against Pittsburgh last week. I could see a similar thing. I know, but I, I he was really good today, and I, I'm wondering if it was one of those late-season rookie QB breakthrough games for him. Yeah, maybe. Seahawks beat him 27-10 late September. I think this is another teaser game. Well, what, what do you have for this line? Well, the other thing I was thinking was the Seahawks made Goff look good last week. Right. They don't really have a pass rush. So that was another unfortunate bad beat. They were kind of dominating the whole game against the Panthers, and then they ended up pushing yeah. with a, a late touchdown. Tough one. I have the yeah. Seahawks by six. And um, oh wow, so you went way low. I said nine. It's ten. I like the Cardinals. Hmm. Come on, Seahawks Ravens money line. We're easy right now. We just need one more. Seahawks just they let everybody hang around. Even today, Kyle Allen's terrible. They let him hang around. Yeah. They, the game was within a touchdown by the end of it. Did they blow anyone out? I think the cards did enough. They're four, nine, and one in a in the best division in football. They did enough. Last watchable. Eagles, Cowboys. <laughs> Couldn't even give this Sunday marquee because the Eagles are just an eyesore. <laughs> even their own fans hate the Eagles. Oh yeah, always. I, I can't tell you. I know a lot of Eagles fans, mm -hmm. unfortunately. <laughs> None of them are in on Wentz. None of them are more than, I would say, 55% in on Wentz. I would say 55% is the max. Do you know any Eagles fan that's higher than 55 on him? Uh, Yeah, I do know a few. Some love him. That love him? That are all in? Oh, yeah. They're, they're like, well, he's they're, our guy? They're writing off the fact that they have zero wide receivers. Like, they have nothing in there. You know who they have? They have Boston Scott for six yards. <laughs> That's your boy, right? That was the toughest part of watching that Giants-Eagles game. Boston uh, Scott breaks one for two and a half. Eli, or Eli who is their back? Who is, who is the Ingram replacement? Uh, I don't even know how they have. <laughs> Eli, Darius Slayton's open again yeah, for Slayton. four yards. <laughs> it's third and 18. It was insane. I, I tweeted about this last night. He did the he did the boxing doubleheader last night for ESPN. He was oh, right. in the exact same decibel level that he did that horrendous Giants Eagles game. I feel like he live bets every punch, every play, every kick. He, he has a, he has a bet on every single one. It's the only explanation. They should have him do LeBron Junior's games. Oh, that's a after good idea. the season ends. Have him do the Army Navy. LeBron Jr. They're up 38 points. <laughs> yeah, he oh, is. Man. He is in. I, I just think he should be there on SmackDown or Raw. Yeah. Right. They have Moro Ronaldo, who's great on wrestling. I Joe Tash should just be doing wrestling. Right. Well, maybe he should become an auctioneer. One, one or the other. He, I, I hate ripping on announcers, but this one. No, it's not a rip. You want to give him all these jobs. Why is it ripping? Just change your pitches. You don't have to throw the high heat every pitch. I I have a uh, I have the Eagles favored by three in uh, Philadelphia. Wow, Mike, you are way off here. This is going to be your game of the week. I had the Cowboys by one and a half. The Cowboys, the better team, the NFC East champions of 2019, they will end up at nine and seven and shut everyone up about, oh, whether or not a division winner needs to play a home game. Shut up, everyone, because the Cowboys are favored by two and a half, and they're going to cover that. I've never been more embarrassed for you. No, no. 
We're not screwing around now. This is a new new low for you. We're going to do it. No, the new low will come when we win this game. We win the division. We upset San Francisco and then play, I don't know who, uh, Seattle close but lose. And then we have Jason Garrett wrapped up to 2035. That's the new low. I don't know what to tell you anymore. You're <laughs> tell like, me that's you're, not going to happen. Start there. You're the buddy who just keeps getting back together with the girlfriend who everybody <laughs> is telling him, begging him to break up with her. No. And they're just back. And then she shows up again at the bar and like, oh, they're back. Look, she's, she's, uh, she got her hair cut. She's a little <laughs> glitter in her hair. She's, she's great. Good. She's at a rehab. She's going to win. She's not smoking nine packs of cigarettes a day anymore. <laughs> it's fine. She's got this. We're not she a good said, team. We're going to win this game. She's going to get a new driver's license next week. <laughs> <laughs> she's off probation. Uh, oh, she's hey. off probation. <laughs> hey, uh, just a quick break to talk about AMC's best Christmas ever because the rewatchables is there December 16th, 8 PM. Chris Ryan and I are doing elf. Oh, good. So, Remember to set your DVRs. That's a really, really great movie that That's I enjoyed a fun one, yeah. rewatching. Okay, last few games. Barely watchables. I only have one. Colts, Panthers, mild semi-stakes here, maybe because of the Colts. Uh, eh. I have uh, Indy favored by seven. This was so much better a month ago, right? Um, you're going to get it. I said Indy by four. Wanted to see him a little tomorrow, but it's six and a half. Five games in the poop fecta. We'll start with Falcons Jags, which actually is a borderline barely watchables because the Falcons have resembled a real football team. For you could barely five. watch it, but don't barely bet it enough with the Falcons. They're going to screw you over. Yeah, they your kryptonite team this year. Or is yeah, it still the sure. Broncos. I have the Falcons by three and a half. Oh wow, you went low. I said six. It's seven and a half. I went low. They're like four and ten. Well, the Jags were a seven, eventually a seven-point underdog to the Raiders, and I know they won, but I mean, they won. Yeah, you got to give them a little. You got to give them the same. That, the Falcons a, should never be favored by more than four over anybody. You like Minshew mania on the road? Don't yeah, just, don't talk me into betting the Falcons here. I know that. I know that's what you're trying to do. Don't bet the game. Stay right. away and stay away from this one too. Miami is hosting Cincinnati. I have the uh, Dolphins by three. Well, this is where I screwed up. I thought. Cincinnati's dead. They, they well, they, I thought they have this Joe Burrow thing locked up. I had Miami by six, and Miami's only favored by one. So you get that one. Yeah. That's a big, big whiff for me. I should be thrown off television for that. That's terrible. Did you see the Jay Glazer report with the with the Pats tape? Yes, and the Cincy thing. Yeah, it's pretty bad for the Pats. I think it is too. I was wait, waiting for you to apologize. You could apologize on behalf of your team. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed on behalf of all the other Patriot fans. There you go. It's, you know what? I want you to call your dad after this and say, Dad, we're going to lose a draft pick that we would just would have taken a terrible wide receiver with anyway, so don't worry <laughs> yeah. about it. Can they take a second-round pick from us? Because yeah, we've never drafted a good second-rounder right. ever. Um, I, I don't even really have a defense. It's really damning. The guy's like, well, what if I delete it and we just won't tell anybody? It's like, what? Who says this? Yeah. It's unbelievable. And like everyone's like, okay, let's think about this. They've been caught so many times. Would they still, you think they would risk it? It's like, 
all right, what what about the guy who robs houses like six times in a row? And you got him for the seventh time. And you're like, do you really think he got? Yes, yes, this is what they do. Football's too easy for them. It's a challenge to do these things and get caught or not get caught. That's why they're doing it. What does Joe Tessitore think? <laughs> this is a psychopath team. <laughs> My God, the Patriots have lost their minds. <laughs> oh, no. I, I have no defense. It's awful. They First of all, if if this guy acted independently of the team, they should have fired him already and they should have said his name and just completely thrown him under the bus. Right. The fact that they didn't do that Makes me even more nervous. Yeah. Because this is like this is like fucking Watergate with Howard Hunt and all you the burglars. And it's like, oh, that's weird. Howard Hunt. Yeah. Oh man, he has FBI red. ties. That's the that's... whole thing right here, right? <sighs> I hate it. I don't oh, I don't you love it. You don't hate it. No, I don't like it. I don't like this. No. Because I, I actually thought the other stuff was was either semi bullshit or complete bullshit. And this one I think has a chance to be as bad as anything since the Spygate thing. It's just you listen to that video, you're like, oh my God. You know what? I know there's a separate Patriots fan text chain you got going where you're like, oh, look at these idiots. Look at them. Look what they do. They think they think this matters. I Just know fire this dude. Say he acted alone, like Oswald. Yeah. <laughs> like Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> uh, Redskins, Giants. This is a terrible game. I have the Redskins favored by two and a half against the Giants. Uh, you got it exactly. I said three. I thought, I mean, here you go. Here's a perfect example, Bill. Washington 3-11, and 11, Giants 3-11. and 11. Same team. Should Washington be a three-point favorite? No, two and a half. Well, the funny thing is you would think Washington being at home would actually, they should be treated like a road team for all the stuff we mentioned at the top of the podcast, but also <laughs> the Redskins fans hate the Redskins. Yeah, well, they so, didn't give them the full three. They're about the same team. This will be probably more Giants fans than Redskins fans, right? Mm-hmm. By the mm-hmm. way, Eli Manning, Hall of Famer now. I didn't believe it last week, you know, when he had like 29 yards, responsible for 29 yards in the second half against the Eagles, moved them to one game under 500. Right. Now he's at 500 again. Put him in. Put him in right now. I did think it would be funny if the Hall of Fame committee, you know how they have that thing Peter King's on and he always writes in Monday yeah. Morning Quarterback about the arguments? Mm-hmm. And it just sounds like the worst room on the planet. Right. People, people getting in forty-five minute arguments about Jan Stenerud, <laughs> but uh, but I think the Hall of Fame committee should announce before these last two games that if Eli can finish five hundred or better, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Oh, that's good. See, that would make things exciting. It'd be so much more exciting, right? Eli's Hall of Fame, his Hall of Fame bust is at stake these last two games. And you know what? Then you could flex the Giants Redskins to Sunday night. Yeah, I would watch that. Intently. At least gave it to Tessator. <laughs> and then uh, we have Denver is hosting Detroit. Denver, uh, not a good night. Not a good day today. No. The, the, the fans excited for Drew Locke. A little less excited now. Detroit is horrible. Really, really, really bad. Matt Patricia, we should put betting line for that. Will it be Sunday night or Monday morning when he gets fired? And if oh, it's Monday so, morning, huh? what time? Like... 8.30 Monday morning firing? Wow, shit. They're 3.10 and 1. I didn't even realize that. Wow. Is that a fire him after the week 17 game? What, what would you put for a spread on that? Yeah, it's probably... Yeah, they probably go with the interim before week 17. You would have... They finished the season and he's let go an hour later? 
I'm going to say 530. Yeah, I'm going to say 530 right. Pacific time. So 830 East Coast time, I think I think is a good over under for that. All right. So we go Winston interception or parlay. Patricia firing. What happens first on Sunday? <laughs> I want to parlay them. <laughs> Broncos, I have by three at home. Uh, I should have gone higher. I said five. It's six and a half. Oh, man. Vegas hates the Lions wow. more than you do. This is a As Matt somebody, Prater bowl, by the way. I had a convoluted parlay that had the Broncos getting 11 and a half today. Oh, yeah, that's right. And they could not run more than four offensive plays in a row. Yeah, some teams treat snow like it's quicksand. Yeah. And Denver shouldn't be one of them, right? No. Last one, Chargers Raiders. The oh. Raiders, uh, the little playoff run that we were murmuring about five weeks ago um, crashed into the guardrail. It has never been seen since. The Chargers, really grim. Mm-hmm. They have they have sold no seat licenses at all, Ugh. according to multiple sources. Um, their quarterback is is washed up. Gordon's gonna leave, and they get I guess they keep Eckler, but I I, I don't know. I can't figure it's it out. Not pretty defensively. They're nice sometimes. Sometimes they have big players, but um, yeah, this is not good. I mean, I was in Oakland when they played each other. Phil, Philly Rivers had 47 chances to score and win that game too. Yeah. And they didn't. And Oakland was six and four then. Had a chance to be seven and four against the Jets and just all fell apart. Well, I have the Chargers by two and a half. Ooh, you're going low on these. I said four. It's five and a half. The Chargers are terrible. Why is it, why is that low? Um, the Raiders are terrible. Uh, I'm way off this week. You gotta win the next two to tie. I think I'm factoring into my head that I just I'm just completely discounting home field. Yeah, God. like uh, if, why? If why one should not be given a home field. It's the Chargers. Yeah, why does it matter that they're home? They can I play this. In, I thought four was fair. Oakland's been so bad. At least the Chargers win sometimes. Play this in a fucking parking lot. The Raiders, the dumbass Raiders, are playing Josh Jacobs. He's like a fractured shoulder. Did you see? Were you watching that game? I still don't know what happened there. So there was two oh five left. Um, Car runs for the first down. It seems like he slides and keeps himself in bounds, which means the clock should have run to two minutes which means the Jags one timeout would have given them nothing, almost nothing to deal with. Yeah. But he chucks the ball in celebration and they hit him with a delay a game, stopping it with two Oh five and screws everything up. So then they get the ball back with substantial time. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they had called him out of bounds or not. It, it was just, the whole thing was so bad. They're a mess. I had it on on a TV that I couldn't hear what was going on, and people just seemed upset, and I just was surprised by how little I I mean, cared. they'll sell luxury boxes because it's in Vegas, but do you think this Raiders team is much better off than the Chargers in terms of like going to a new stadium? And- yeah, I actually do. I think they're going to I think they're gonna sell tickets. And no, they're going to have to because it's Vegas, yeah. I think it's going to be a big deal. Sunday night, Chiefs-Bears in Chicago. Trubisky is back. <laughs> the, uh, the Chiefs' defense has definitely shown signs of life these last couple of weeks. And it yeah. seems like they might actually have a real pass rush. Yep. Just wanted to mention that I have the chiefs by three and not awful against the run. You went low again. I said five and a half. It's five. All right. I, I don't know what's good. This week's drunk. I don't get this. Yeah. Week 15 really threw you for a loop. No, I, I can't find a that 13. Seems high. Though. You know, I love Baltimore. I love uh, Seattle. That seems we, high, though, to me. Do we go KC? You don't think they'll... 
I have a question. Why do the Chiefs need this game? What do they care? You know, they, they can't catch the Pats. Well, if the Pats lose, yeah. then what? Oh, I guess they could. Yeah, yeah then they uh, get They the won't DC. probably need it if the Patriots win. But they'll know it. They'll know at that right. point if the Pats won. Right. Yeah. So the move is to take the Pats with the Bears. Yeah, if you want to bet on if the Pats, Mitch Trubisky, you sure that's the move. No, but I'm saying that at that point, you're the Chiefs. They're like, oh, we're fucked. Right. Um, Monday night, Vikings-Packers in Minnesota. I'll hit this one exactly just so I can keep my reputation. Right, Vikings by three. I said three also. It's four. We both get that. And by the way, I, I, we, I've been battling people on Twitter all week. I count ties as a win for both of us. It doesn't matter. If I give us both 1,000 points on a tie, it doesn't really matter. Just leave me alone. <laughs> Nothing bothers you more than when people complain about the score. I just score. don't get it. I don't get it. Let's have Kyle or Jim do, do the scores from now on. Well, I'm sure. I promise it'll turn out the same. We may we may never see Kyle again, so I'll have Jim. Really? Do it. <laughs> uh, all right. I loved it. I love Kyle floating in <laughs> floating in the ocean with the beer <laughs> with the, with the Jaws music. Yeah. <laughs> How about Chesator with this game? And there's the Vikings third string running back with a two yard game. I, I don't know who it is because his dreadlocks are covering his nameplate. <laughs> I'm just going to guess. I think his name's Gary. Uh, uh, all right. It's time for Parent Corner. It's brought to you by CarMax. Finding the right car is something that CarMax makes easy. Take nephew Kyle. He started at CarMax.com. He explored 50,000 CarMax certified vehicles nationwide. Use search filters, narrowed it down, narrowed it down by budget. He found a Mustang he was interested in. He was able to have it shipped for free from the Oxnard CarMax to the more convenient location for him in Burbank for a test drive. He was able to shop with confidence because all CarMax cars are certified. He felt confident about choosing the Mustang. He even noticed online, came with a new pair of tires. These reasons were especially important given the experience with his last car. Jim, what about Kyle's last car? That was brutal. <laughs> you heard the legend? Did you even yeah. see the car? He Betty, had it for like yeah, a I week. Remember. Yeah. Well, CarMax rules out millions of vehicles with their vetting process to select only the best to become CarMax certified. I will tell you a little bit about his trip to CarMax after we do Parent Corner. Jim, if if Kyle never comes back from Puerto Rico, you get the Mustang. Okay. We arrange that. Yeah, we put Perfect. that in. All right, let's do Parent Corner. All right, Sal, you have the floor. All right. Um... Uh, not a great one here, but my friend Harry was out uh, this yeah. weekend. Um, and he likes waking up when he stays with me. He likes waking up with the kids at, uh, I don't know, like 6.45 on a Saturday and pitching to them outside and doing things like that. And so we hear the pitching and my six-year-old Harrison is hitting against them. And then we hear a big celebration in the backyard and Harrison runs in and he says, I did it, daddy. I did it. And I said, uh-oh. This is not good because we don't have a very big backyard. So I don't know what he th thinks he did. And then he announces that he um he uh he broke one of the lights. He hit a ball and broke the lights. And he said and Harry's happy about it. I was like, what what the this is great. I have to replace this now. What's the why is this so funny? I have to now clean this because my wife's gonna go crazy. And now we have to replace it. And I don't know where to get these little dumb bulbs that we get it. So good for you. I'm glad you guys are having fun. Um, and then like an hour later, I go to put his shoes on. He has trouble tying these dumb shoes, these dumb sneakers. And, uh, because the laces are just too short to double knot it. And if you single knot it, it comes apart in, uh, you know, uh, 12 steps. That's it. So 
I have to figure out how to double knot it. And as I'm doing it, I'm cursing these shoes. I'm like, they look stupid anyway. What is this? There's a SpongeBob like uh, caricature <laughs> on it and everything. What is this anyway? And my wife informs me. I was like, well, those are the Kyries. I said, what does that mean? I, that that doesn't sound good. That sounds as bad as the broken glass uh, I'm about to clean. What, what are the Kyries? Like, yeah, Kyrie Irving has his own, you know, kids shoes. I was like, Okay, so what's what's with the 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 SpongeBob? He's like, well, he decided to do SpongeBob caricatures. I'm like, well, he didn't decide. He had to get that. There's some marketing agreement there. But um, all of a sudden, SpongeBob Kyrie. I'm running the math in my head. Eighty five dollars. Five year old. He's gonna turn six in a couple weeks. Eighty five dollars for uh, for six year old shoes. I'm going nuts. That's unbelievable. 85 bucks. And she's like, oh no, that's cheap. I was like, yeah, I know it's cheap for, you know, if you're an adult and you're about to buy shoes, it's probably cheap. And then, by the way, that's not that cheap. I can get shoes for $85. Oh, so that's that. Good. Thank you, Kyrie. Oh I think we God. should be able to give them back. Like Kyrie, you know, treat it like he treats his career, right? Like, no, I don't want to play for these anymore. <laughs> I don't want to play for these shoes. I'm done. <laughs> that's it. Um, speaking of shoes, my son, you can design your own vans. So my son, you know, you know, Vans, the sneakers. Yeah. yeah. So my son was online. He had gotten a gift certificate and he designed his own Vans and they showed up and there are these white Vans that had all these roses on the side. Mm -hmm. And we're like, what, what's going on here? And he goes, oh, I made these, these are my guns and roses Vans. Wow. And I, I was like, well, that's cool. But where are the guns? And he goes, we're not allowed to put guns on shoes at school. So I could only put the roses. Oh, wow. So it's like, well, how is that guns and roses? There's just roses. You moron. <laughs> do we need to, do we need to hold you back in school? <laughs> this is my guns and roses shoes. There's no guns in the shoes. It's just roses. It's like, how about these are just roses shoes. Yeah. He's like, no, no, but that's shoes. not what I want to do. They're guns and roses. And we're getting into <laughs> argument and I'm yelling at him that there's no guns in the shoes. He finally does the responsible thing and then and, and deletes the guns because he knows they're off limits and, and you're getting on his case. Well, then he's like, so should I draw a gun on the back? I'm like, no, that would be yeah, even worse. Right. You can't do that. <laughs> um, I wanted for a special parent corner uh, episode today or for my, for my side. How old does your kid have to be before you feel good about putting them in an Uber? Um, the ages vary depending on who I talk to parents. 31. I don't know. uh, I'm not there yet with mine, so I'm not sure. You wouldn't put Archie in an Uber? I don't think so. You would let him wrestle juniors who are 20 (laughs) pounds heavier than her, and and their backs are covered in acne, but you wouldn't put him in an Uber? All right. Well, first of all, I have to ask Carola how old a ninth grader is, but I don't know. All right. So you're already doing this then. Yeah, There's been a couple situations the last few weeks where- you know, my daughter has all these birthday parties. She has this whole social life. Yeah. And, but then my son will have something, but then I'm not there. And it's like, yeah, you gotta get, gotta get an Uber. So you get, we get like the black Uber and we put her in an Uber a couple of times and then monitoring the Uber the whole time. And I'm thinking like, this is just, this seems wrong. I don't know if we should be doing this. And that, then I feel like a bad parent. I think it's one of those things that seems wrong. And then in two years, you're gonna be like, what? Your kid's 12 and you haven't gotten him an Uber black yet. I think we're there. I don't, I don't think it's that, but I know it probably feels wrong and it's, uh, it's close, but 
what's it going to be 14 or 15? So that's, that's what it's going to be. Well, anyway. we were talking about it and I was saying like, you know, my daughter looks like she's like 22. Yeah. She's five, eight. She, you would never know she was 14. And so I was like, well, maybe that's better. The, the Uber driver won't know she's 14. And then we're like, what, what is this conversation? <laughs> it's <is> so horrible. <laughs> the Uber driver will think she's too old. So maybe he won't like, I, it's just like, you go to dark places, ride sharing. Yeah. Well, if you want, I can get her a nice pair of uh, Kyrie slash SpongeBob, you know, size <laughs> nine, some, whatever she is. And, maybe you, know, you should get her home. some Guns N' Roses Kyries. There you go. She'll sprint home, and you don't have to worry about. Just anything. put roses on it, but it, but tell everybody it's the Guns N' Roses Kyries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, it's split on people. We had there's somebody on my soccer team. I won't say who, who has four kids, and the kids were just an Uber starting in like age 10. They were like, we, we have four mm -hmm. kids. We can't, we, everybody's going in different directions. We don't have another choice. Some, some people use, um, I, uh, I, God damn it. I can't, I can't remember the name of it, but the it's school a special, one, the one with the school, the like, kids app that yes, it's like yeah. kids Uber, but you have to reserve it a day in advance. My right, wife right, uses right. that just about every time we have, we, we need a ride, but there was like these three times this past week. So anyway, yeah, yeah, I don't know the answer, but I'm I'm sure people are feel worse about our parenting than ever after this. No, I don't think that. I mean, if you 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 weigh the the you know the body of work of our parent cornering, I, I think that's you know fifty seventh on the list of bad. Parents. I mean, if you're putting them in an Uber pool, that's pretty awful. Yeah, right. Like you put Brad in an Uber pool. I do that to him just just for laughs and the, the jokes on me because my rating goes down like three tenths of a point every time <laughs> your ratings like 3.8 yeah yeah he's like hurling donuts at the other uh passengers it's not good when are, is is brad gonna make an appearance on the uh on your pod or my pod before the end of the year we have no? to have him you know what jim cunningham watched football with us today you're invited every week simmons you just don't jim cunningham you're over there yeah two Great. million dollar pick Jim went yep. over there. By the way, lost. his $2 million pick lost again. It was a Dolphins. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm like $14 million it's in twice the twice as right bad now. as your million Jesus. dollar pick, so I guess it makes sense. But Jim got a taste of Brad. I don't know. What are some of your impressions, Jim? He seems a little off. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. But he was fun. We had a good time. Yeah. It's a little off is the nicest thing anyone's <laughs> ever said about Brad. Just we got Paquito Moss and he and our buddy Scott went to pick it up. You know, it's an order for like 10 people. Yeah. And, you know, of course it wasn't ready when they got there. So they had 20 minutes of just waiting in the in the store there. And, and Scott's like, oh, Brad almost gave this woman a heart attack because he's like screaming cheeseburgers and who called over and over and like. <laughs> And the woman like sighed, like got out of his way. And he's like, all right, lady, this is in public. What do you think? She makes it like I ran into her house or something. It's like, what? Just pick up the food and come back. Uh, I might, I, I am probably due for a trip on one of those Sundays. Yeah, you got to do it. Just do it. Does, does Carl have any opinion on the uprights or no? <laughs> he wants to lower them now. He's come full circle. Oh, he's going the other way. <laughs> yeah, short they, uprights. Yeah, there shouldn't even be any. He said, "Just a right. crossbar." That was Parent Corner. Remember, at CarMax, it's an easy, hassle-free experience. The price is based on the car, not your negotiating skills. Never any haggling or pressure to buy. Kyle can tell you he's now a car owner. He's not here. He learned about his financing options from sales consultant Kobe Morgan. Kobe talked with Kyle to determine a down payment that they both felt comfortable with. Ran a credit application, walked Kyle through his options. He even got Max Care, an optional service plan. Kyle added for additional coverage for 90 day 4,000, whichever comes first, limited warranty. Kyle appreciated that. 
He appreciated the the chance to test drive other cars and then and then get the one he got. Ready to buy. Easy, hassle-free experience at CarMax. The price is based on the car, not your negotiating skills. Kyle found that out in the best possible way. He even had a seven-day money-back guarantee, which is now over. He has the Mustang. That's it. Um, thanks to CarMax. Thanks to nephew Kyle. We appreciate his memory. We're going to carry it on since he's probably never coming back. What do you have to plug? Thursday's over. Yes, Thursday's over uh, against all odds. Heel producer Jim Cunningham is going to be running the show there Wednesday night. Uh, Harry has his best bet, the Saints. We need the Saints for that to come through. Jim has his $2 million bet that the Degenerate Trifecta will be there. Jimmy Kimmel Live at 1135, Monday through Friday. And lock it in 430 to 530 Eastern FS1. I won the championship. I won the crown against Simmons. Help me out. What do I do? I have Giannis for MVP. I have the Lakers for the NBA. I have the Celtics to win the East. Here are my choices as I say them. Seattle to win the uh, Super Bowl. I yeah. get a free futures bet. Seattle to win the Super Bowl. Eh. Baltimore to win the Super Bowl. Hmm. Um, Denver Nuggets to win their division. The Northwest, they're up two games and they're minus 133. Or the Bucks at plus 450. Can you put more on Giannis to win the MVP? I can't do that, I don't think. You, wow, you really love that, huh? He's unbelievable. He, What he did to Memphis the other night, he's the best player in the league. He's going to win the MVP again. Well, that's why I want to take the Bucks. I mean, I watched, uh, not to talk so much about basketball, but um, I watched Brogdon play for Indiana. He's good. I know. <laughs> like, Averages up more than 20, like really controls that offense. It's going to be scary, I think, when Oladipo, if he ever comes back. And the Bucks haven't lost a step without him. I know. Phenomenal. The East is really, really good because Miami's good too. Yeah. Um, I the top six in the East I really like. Luca yeah. passed Harden for second for MVP, plus four fifty. Did he really? Well, he just got hurt. He's out for like yeah, two I weeks. Yeah, but he's still there. I know. Oh, I would say I would say Davis is the would be the runner up. You guy love Davis. You still always love Davis. LeBron's even higher than Davis right now. Davis is if you're just watching basketball night tonight tonight, he's he's on the short list of just awesome guys every single game. Yeah. He's he's just unstoppable. He's so good with LeBron too. Davis has jumped to the top at as defensive player of the year. Really? Yeah, Gobert said, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I I would uh I think so Giannis, you wouldn't take Seattle or Baltimore? Yeah. Do we trust cold weather Lamar yet? That would be my question. Well, that's why I'm thinking Seattle, maybe. I don't love Seattle either, though. What's what's wrong with the Chiefs, just out of curiosity? Not a good enough running game? No, I have them already. Oh, you have them already? I can't bet them again. I have them and I have the Patriots. I just keep winning. I'm running out of like teams and sports and stuff. What are what are Travis and Furman doing? Like They're terrible. What, what's they wrong be with fired. those guys? This is, this is a joke. I'm I'm such a square and I'm killing them. T- tell Travis to stop writing Kaepernick columns and start concentrating on his gambling picks. Jesus. All right, I am going to mention that. To tell him. Tell him to get his priorities right. <laughs> I would say, uh, what's the Lakers to win the West? I have the Lakers to win the championship. Um, what did you say? To win the West? Yeah. I could do that. Lakers to win the West is... Here's the thing with the Lakers. Lakers win the West is plus 190. It's not that good. That's not that good. Slippers are the same. The thing with the Lakers, and it, it's all going to come down if those two guys can stay healthy. And they've looked mm. great for the first you know, 25 games, and it's making everybody think that 
you know, the ceiling on this team is so high, but hmm. it remains to be seen whether they can get eight months out of Davis. But here's the thing. They're good enough that they'll be able to have their choice of buyout guys when we get to February, right. whoever that's going to be. And you're already seeing like Tristan Thompson got in an argument with the Cavs coach the other day. I think he's a possible buyout guy. Not that they need him, but there's just a lot of expiring contracts this year. And I, I think they're going to be able to improve a couple spots. They'll pick up that piece. And they yeah. also have the, if they decide to trade Kuzma, who really just hasn't totally fit in with the team they have, just because he's redundant with Davis and LeBron. Mm. And if they can flip in into somebody, you know, they just have some moves. Yeah. You're starting to sit games out too, though. It feels like Lakers clips are at a, on another level than everybody in the West. I don't see anybody in the West from, I thought Denver was going to be able to get there and I just don't see it. I don't think any of those West teams can hang with them. Right. So. I might take a chance with the Bucks, though. Do it. I, I, I support it. They have the best player. All right. They might, they're another buyout team too. All right, yeah. Sal, keep kicking ass on locking in. We will see you uh, on Against All Odds this week and then we'll see you back here next Sunday night. All right, good job by you, Good Bella. job by you. All right, thanks to State Farm. Thanks to CarMax. Thanks to AMC. Don't forget about me and Chris Ryan, a special rewatchables hosting Elf on December 16th, 8 p.m. Thanks to uh, Norton Secure VPN if you're traveling for the holidays and using Wi-Fi. Norton Secure VPN uses bank rate encryption to help secure your connections and block cyber criminals from seeing what you're doing. Get it for as low as $3.33 a month for the first year with annual subscription. Go to norton.com slash VPN Simmons. Terms do apply. Remember the rewatchables. Godfather part two coming midnight Monday. Me, Sean Fantasy, Chris Ryan, special guest, Brian Koppelman. Can't wait. See you on Tuesday on this podcast. Until then. I